Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast, here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, September 16, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Let's take a look at the daily chart, see what the makeup of the tape is. What's jumping off the page on the daily chart? Then we're going to drill down, and then we're going to draw a schematic of what I think is unfolding over the next several trading sessions. I'm putting together the numbers, the current events, the state of the chart, what's going to happen next week, and what the likely schematic is going to be. Obviously, it's a hypothetical, but we're going to put some chalk to the chalkboard nonetheless. The first thing we note today is the all-important 445.14. They rallied yesterday, but then they ran another test of the same place today. So we know a couple of things. A, they closed below it the other day. Okay, fair enough. B, they recaptured it yesterday. That's on the bullish side of the case. And then C, today they ran another test, bounced off of it, and closed pretty well on the day. That's not bad for further upside momentum. Okay, fair enough, but there's other stuff on the docket. What is some of that other stuff on the docket? Well, they're hovering. Now that they've spent four or five days down around this important spot, they're beginning to make what? They're beginning to make one of these bearish, flaggish kind of routines where they end up going lower, releasing the energy in the lower or southern direction. Where is resistance right now up north? In other words, A, they can run a test of a certain spot. B, if in fact they get above that spot, it really acts as a catapult or a gateway to another leg higher. What is that spot north of current price? There's really two prices, but the first one the real gateway is 488.85, give or take a few pennies on either side. Maybe it's up to 499, but it's not far from there. That is, in fact, overhead resistance. If they get above that, we have the phony tail candle from last week all the way up at 451. We'll depict it on the screen, 448.85. We'll make it a red line. It's a thin red line, so we don't muck up the screen, but it's a red line nonetheless. Now, price was almost up there today. They made an attempt. They didn't quite get there, but they made a run for it, but they didn't quite do it, which leaves it open business or unfinished business. Before we go to the intraday charts and a bunch of other stuff, let's talk a little bit about the expected, the hypothetical the theorized schematic over the next several days. And I'm going to explain why I think this is possible. I'm not saying it's a probability because we really don't know. But if we see the market start to do a certain thing, we'll know that the probabilities of what I'm about to lay out begin to increase. And I'm going to support that case when we go to inside the numbers. Meaning this morning, I laid out like three possible schematics for the day. And then I'm going to explain how they become reality or get eliminated throughout the day. We'll get back to that later. Let's start with the current state of the market. So we talk about these pullbacks all the time that the market has had of recent, okay? Every night 
we do this and we say, well, they all look kind of the same and they're spaced out, not exactly the same, but they're pretty close to one another. Now we have another one going on, but all of a sudden, at least from where I sit, this one begins to look different. We don't have one of these lows. We don't have some kind of a recognizable or bona fide low, something with a tail, something with a reversal. We don't have anything like that this time. What we have is a market that's now moving sideways. So here's my thought process. A, what I'm about to tell you can be nixed if they in fact just go up from here. They can do that. But that's not really what my thought process is inside my head, which is a dangerous place to be. Here's what I'm thinking. They're hovering over the 50 period moving average. Fair enough, maybe they're so strong that they can't even get to the 50 period moving average. That's A number one, we'll see about that. But here's the real thing. What I'm thinking is when you put together what's happening next week, we have a Fed meeting, I believe it's on the 22nd, maybe on the 23rd, check that, I think it's the 21st and 22nd. You also have the equinox on September 22nd as well, both next Wednesday, the culmination of the Fed event, the equinox, We have a looming 50-period moving average. We don't really have a good low. Most likely, in between, they'll fake the market out and make everybody think they do have a good low. And then the way Trick, Trap, Fool, and Frustrate Crew works, also known as Trick and Company, what they'll do is they'll pull the rug out when everybody believes that they're going to go on and make new highs again, put in a low somewhere around the big fat round number, and at that point in time, making everybody believe the world is ending, they've opened up the black hole, and they've pulled the rug out. So here's what I'm looking at. Let's kind of draw this thing out a little bit. So I'm looking like right here, maybe we go up a little bit, maybe tomorrow, maybe into Monday. But by Wednesday, what I'm looking for is them to spike through the 50-period moving average, come into this big fat round number down here for 40 439 and change something in that neighborhood and if they're doing that on Wednesday at the culmination of the Fed meeting and the equinox if they're making a low into the equinox it's a pretty good case for at minimum of a short-term trend change now what if they're making a high into the equinox same routine doesn't fit the schematic we just discussed But at the same time, if they're making a high into the equinox, you would also look for at minimum of a short-term trend change. That's where my thought process is. It's inside my head. It's a schematic that I have in my mind. I'm not trading for that schematic. However, if they do run into, for example, a low, the big fat round number mid next week, I'm going to have my eyes wide open. What if they're trading up to 448.85 tomorrow or Monday? I'm going to have my eyes wide open. You see how this works? I don't really care whether they go up or they go down. If I have a handle on the numbers, I've got three quarters of the battle already in my back pocket. Before we move on a little bit, I want to mention something else. So from time to time, we discuss this. This is one of those things that's taught in the course among a lot of other things. Here's the abbreviated or cliff note version. We're talking about 
an ABC pattern on the chart. Here's a 60-minute chart. We can find it on other charts. It's not important. What is important is what happened today. And there's a method to the madness. You have to stay with me. This is going to come back up in a few minutes. Yesterday, they make a low. They rally up. They find resistance, and they pull back. They have a garden variety retracement. Where to? In and around a very important spot. 445.14. Fair enough. There's other numbers, but that is a very important number from a bigger time frame. We already know it's important because we've seen it be important several days in the past. Using the 80-20 rule, we go with it's going to still be important until it's not. The market will tell us when it's no longer important. So we had the move up off the low. That's leg A. The garden variety retracement is leg B, and leg C is the final leg, which ultimately completes above the high of the A leg. Now, they didn't really get there today, but they got very close. The concept of the ABC pattern was intact. Why is this important, and how can you use it? Here's inside the numbers. Today, we're going to start at the end, and we're going to work back to the beginning. The 307 post, which was the last post of the day, and their home. What does that refer to? They were rising higher. We gave a target. We said if they were above a certain thing, then they would go to another thing, and that's pretty much what happened to the T. They went a few pennies higher, but that's fine. But you'll see that I posted a chart which is basically the same drawing as we just went over in terms of the ABC. There it is. Now we go back to the early thoughts, and you'll see there's also a possibility of a garden variety retracement creating the B leg of an ABC pattern. That was discussed at zero dark 30, long before the opening bell. Let me explain why this is important and how I approach the market early in the morning, every single day. Yes, I work out numbers that are extremely important to the market. What I also have is the concept of what they might do. I like to call it a schematic. Let's go through some of the early thoughts, and this will come together. So they had a quiet overnight session, no big deal. The intraday picture looks like this. They had a nice mini rip-your-face-off rally yesterday, standard issue, trick and company pie in the face for the weekly put buyers. Follow-through up north today will be further evidence that we've seen another recocking of the weapon no different than before. There's also the possibility of the garden variety retracement, the ABC thing. So we have to be aware of that. And the third option is a failure, which is lower probability scenario at present, but we're aware and have the numbers just in case. Failure meaning below yesterday's lows and they're doing something else. There's that 488, 80, 85 area. We keep talking about that because, and I keep calling it this, it's unfinished business. They should be able to run a test at some point. They didn't do it today. But remember, they're not finished yet with the ABC rally. They could be, but they don't have to be. So there's no reason they can't finish it off tomorrow morning. We also have 446. That's important. And below that, we have what? We have 445.14. You got it. So for a multitude of reasons today, 446 is important. Just to get a visual under our belt, right of the vertical, today's activity 446, 445.14, five-minute chart. And you can see from a bigger picture perspective, 446 was important. 
They wanted to go run a test of 445 early in the morning. Once they found low of day, the morning low, the pivot, they went back to where? 446. Once they were able to get above 446, and you'll see this later in the notes, they went to another targets. Let's move along, see what else we have, and then we'll circle back to stocks on the move. They tried to goose the tape a little bit at the 8.30 economic number release. That was short-lived, but they goosed it nonetheless. Now, again, this is at zero dark 30, so you have to put it in perspective. They were higher in the morning than they sold off later. 447.15 and 445.95, that's 446, are both important and represent the same thing. Closing candles below opens the door for a test of the next one, 445.14. You got it. You need to know your numbers. Now, let's pay attention to this one, 921. We'll let them get the thing open, but here's the deal. I'm looking at being long the SPY at around 447, give or take, and I'll buy another piece if I had to at 446. If they get below 446 and start closing candles below, the door will open for 445 and change. The trade would have been incorrect. The concept is for the bulls to get to the target of around 448.80 or even higher, at which point will be overhead resistance. Stay with me on this. At the time, the IWM was strong, sneak peek. Everything else was kind of down a little bit right before the pre-market. Just so we get the full picture, I've drilled down to a three-minute chart. You have to understand and see what happened. Here's the opening candle. This is a three-minute candle. Opening print. 447.66. What did they do? They ran right down to 447. The low was 446.97. And then they did what? Turned around, went right back in the other direction, and made a high of 448.27. Now, they didn't get to the ultimate target, but that's okay. Stay with me. Let's go back to the notes. Let's see what else we have. We haven't even got the day started yet, and we're all hot and bothered by 932. Traders who took the SPY trade need to book profit along the way. Final target does not mean you have the full position by the time you get there. Protect it. Nice trade. Not sure what happened to the 9 over here. 0.37. Some profits in the pocket. If they get below 447, the rest is out at break even. So the point here was, you're buying it at 447, you take profit along the way, Final target was 448.80 or 88 and stuff. But you're taking profit along the way. Of course you're taking profit. And put this in perspective. They went from 447 over 448. It's 10 S&P handles. Of course you're taking profit at 10 S&P handles or more. We had a quick update. An addition to stocks on the move. GLD came up a few pennies short. Ripped back up in the other direction. Didn't hit the number. It was kind of late anyway. Another opportunity, buy it again at 446. This other trade was over. Now this is another trade on the board. Buy it again at 446, half, another half at 445, and you wait. 15-minute chart, you buy half at 446, half at 445, and you wait. Let's see what else we have. Here's your target. That's the initial target, not necessarily final, but you have to have a target on the board. This is where they ran that secondary test of 445. That's okay. Running a test doesn't mean failure. It's just running a test. 
Somewhere along the line, there was a boogeyman that stole some of my numbers off this commentary today. 09, not sure exactly what this was supposed to be. Well, I do know it's supposed to be 1009. My point is, I don't know how that happened. Somebody's stealing time. Let's see what else we have as the day continues underway. Once they got below 445, it's now resistance. They get back above, and it's no longer resistance. If they do, they're right back to 446. And we already know that that happened because we've seen the charts. End of the hour, they ran a test of 445.14. Funny how that works. What I'm going to do here is scroll up, let you read the notes, go back to the charts to double-check the work. As they got below 445.14, should it get a bounce from 444 for those interested? 445.14 is resistance again. Low of day, 444.02. We're moving along. Here's where they close a 120-minute candle below 445.14. That's not bullish on its face, just as a point of interest. Now, when I say that, doesn't mean they can't get back above, but it's not bullish on its face, and it also supports the case that I think we go lower before establishing another short-term low. So day-to-day is one thing. I think before this current trend is over, they make a lower low. That's my thesis. I think they've already given up that number. They're playing with it. They keep testing it. think it was an important spot. I think closing below it once, twice, trice, whatever it is, I think that's kind of like one of those flares up in the air saying, hey, look, we're going lower. Let's continue moving along, see what else we have. Mid-afternoon, nothing of conviction from a trading perspective. In between 446 and 445.14 is a chop shop formation. Above one, they can run to 447. Below the other is trouble for the bulls. They obviously went to the 447. We're saying here, 447.30 is the real prize. But traders need to be taking profit if they're long, taking the ride up to 447. They need to take profit around 447. That was 153. This is that candle here. You see the candle ending 1355, that's 155. So above 446, they're going to make a run for 447. They make a run for 447. What was the high? 447.24 against 447.30. But then they ended up what? Eating time off the clock right on that number. What's that telling you? It's telling you they just hung out for a cup of coffee and the destination was another number higher. We're moving along. There's your 447.24 against the 447.30. We'll double check the pencil sharpener. If there's another push, believe it or not, they can get to 447.85 before the end of the day if there's another push. High of day turned out to be 448.36. And we're moving right along. And then you already saw this chart and the rest of the commentary. Obviously, read it for yourself if you're an intraday trader or would like to be an intraday trader on the S&P 500 or any of the other vehicles like options, exchange-traded products, the futures, even the micro-contracts, the mini-contracts, whatever they are. Let's check out stocks on the move. We had a handful of opportunity on the board. Three out of the five posted hit their price or entry objectives, FCX, SQM, and Beyond Meat. The other two did not. So there are no trades, they're off the board. FCX was interesting. In the first minute or so of the day, 
They did have a quick bounce. This is a one-minute chart off this number. They kind of almost got to the base hit, but it's another one of those, we can't really call it a successful trade. Wasn't a full-on base hit. It happened really, really fast, and then they came down. So the first number kind of worked for a minute, but not really. The second number kind of worked. As you can see, the second number really stopped the market. They hung around for a cup of coffee for the most part. They tried to rally. They got back to a break-even. What does that mean? It means if you took half the position at the first number and half the position at the second number, they ended up letting you out with a scratch on the trade before the end of the day. That's it. We're just going to call it a scratch. How about SQM getting a buzz cut at the open? 55.32 was posted on the board bright and early. They came into it. They bounced away from it. They did the deal. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. This one was better than a base hit. They basically bounced a buck, give or take, in a matter of minutes. It's a double, a stand-up double. Beyond Meat, 105.71, took a long time, but by the end of the day, they did the deal. Sometimes they take a while, other times they don't. You never know which ones are gonna give you the quick and fast rocket ride, and which ones are gonna have to grind it out. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, same routine. They really didn't get anywhere today. They weren't down, they weren't up. They were up and down during the day, but at the end of the day, up 16 cents, it's a rounding error. They didn't do anything. They're hovering underneath the convergence of the 20 and the 100 period moving average. We have to wait and see. We don't know which way it's going to go. They're doing the same thing that the SPY is doing. They're beginning to formulate one of these bearish, flaggish kind of things that generally will promote lower prices. What do we have lower? We've got the breakup candle low that really acts in terms of the same way that the one we've been discussing acts. It's 217.44. You have a gap below. You're hovering over the 200 period moving average. So that moving average really isn't much support. It would be if we were coming from afar, but we've been now down there for like four days around the 200 period moving average. So it diminishes the importance in terms of support for that moving average. There's really no change from yesterday for Camp IWM. What about the folks down at the transportation department? So they were up today, but they were up one quarter of 1%. So we can't make a federal case out of it. And they're doing the same thing we just discussed with the IWM, hovering over the 200 period moving average. They're not really making the same type of bearish kind of pattern but they're similar. It just looks different, but it's the same concept. Underneath the convergence of the 20 and 50 period moving average, above the 200, they're sandwiched in between. Not a lot of conviction here one way or the other. They're hovering around some lows, a little bit tenuous right now for the transportation folks. In my book, as long as they stay below 14,760, there's lower prices coming. What about the Silicon Valley people, Q people? Now, they also have one of these bearish things riding the 20-period moving average. It's in an uptrend. Technically, there's nothing wrong with this chart. However, if the concept from before was right, you're more likely to see something closer to the 50-period moving average before establishing another or higher low. Above 381 and a quarter, 381.50, and they're just going to make new highs. 
No change for the XLF. We'll just leave that one alone and move it along. Everything we discussed last night remains the same. They're also just sandwiched in between some moving averages. Down 13 cents today. We can't really make a federal case out of that one either. What about Smash Mouth? Again, they're pressing on the highs. The trend is your friend until she throws your crap out the window. The market's not going to fall apart if the SMH is making new highs or pressing on the all-time highs. That's just not going to happen. If they were to turn around or all of a sudden we find them down a big amount in one particular day, that's a different story. But the fact that they're above all the moving averages, pressing on the highs, other markets have been pulling back, this is generally a tell. It's a divergence. It's called a positive divergence. So for the time being, this really says, hey, wait a minute, maybe they're not really done yet. Maybe they're not going to fall apart just yet. The semis are not falling apart. They're above all the moving averages. You can't discount that. Of course, we can wake up one day and they're down 10 bucks. Anything is possible. But we've been discussing this each and every day. The fact that they've been pressing on the highs is a bullish thing, not a bearish thing. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.